Hey everyone, Chad here and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's topic is to not be cheap. Let me frame it up a little bit. So I think if you're someone that struggles financially and you have a hard time and there are there are situations where you want to give more and you wish you could give more, but you just can't. I, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the person that knows they can give more, that knows that they should give more, but they don't. And they don't for whatever reason. They're just really cheap. They think that saving a couple bucks here and there is going to help you know, put some money back in the bank and retire. So I don't know what these people think, but the reason I want to have the show is because I, I'm throwing caution out to these people. It is not worth the opinions that people are going to form of you, the reputation that you're going to have. It's not worth sacrificing the experiences. Like we're here to live. It's all about the experience. When you're that tight and you're constantly looking to shave money here and there and, and it's costing you like uh, that the, these experiences with other people or it's costing you your reputation and, and you're going to be known as being someone that's cheap, it's just not worth it in the long run. I have a guy, I'm not going to call him a friend. He was one of my friend's brothers and I was friend with, friends with him at a point in time. And I, I want to tell these stories because now they're, they're kind of humorous. My, my, my one friend always says, remember that time like he held a $10 bill like the whole night and you actually had to ask him for it? And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe he did that, you know, and we're still talking about this years later, but this is what happened. I, I was having a, a fight, a UFC fight. I was going to get it pay-per-view. They're like 80 bucks or whatever. And so I was like, just having everyone pitch in 10 bucks and then it helps pay for the fight, right? You got eight people, 10 bucks, boom. Um, you pitch in a little bit, you get a couple hours. We're having some drinks, having some fun. This guy showed up and held on to $10 the entire night. And so I finally had to go up to him and ask him for the $10. Everyone else walks in. Here you go. Here's 10 bucks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for, thanks for the drinks. Thanks for, you know, like we're here to have some fun. Not this guy. He's going to hit, hold on to this $10 the entire night. And then another night we're all out. Four of us were out and well, I was leery at this point because I was the kind of person that in bars, if you were next to me, I was buying you a drink. And my brother-in-law used to always say it about this person. He's like, same guy that held the $10 crunched up in his hand. He's like, that guy follows you around the entire night and waits for you to get a drink. And as soon as you're going to the bar, he's right there because he knows you're going to buy him a drink because that's just what I did. I wanted people to have fun. If you were next to me, I was buying you a drink. Like it didn't matter. I just, I wanted everyone to be enjoying themselves. I was enjoying myself. So I'm buying you a drink. And maybe I went, you know, maybe I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. I spent, I was too loose with my money. Okay, fine. But I don't regret it because I was always having fun and, and no one's ever going to say like, Chad was a cheapskate and you know, like this guy, like he was making good money and he wouldn't even like buy, like I'm no one's ever going to say that. And I'm, I'm proud of that. Like I'm, I, I had fun. It was a good time that this guy would follow me around. So I was a little leery going into this situation with just four of us. So I held back. I didn't buy the first round. I didn't even buy the second round. I'm like, okay, I buy the third round. So, you know, one person's buying four drinks for everyone. The next person's buying four drinks. The next person's me. I'm buying four drinks. It comes to this same guy, the guy that follows me around bars, waits for me to buy him drinks. The guy that shows up my house and holds on to $10 in his hand and won't give it up until I beg him for it. Right. Guess what happens when it's this guy's turn to buy drinks? He tells us that he has to go home. <laughs> he tells us that he's done for the night and he's heading home. I, I could not believe it. And if that's not the most absurd thing you've ever heard, there's another story with this same guy. So we were all out. It was like this uh, bachelor party and we were all there and we were having lunch and 
I think I was a little hungover from the night before, if I'm being honest. So I was already not feeling great. And me and another guy from the trip decided to split an appetizer, right? And it got down to being like one piece of the appetizer left. So now we're in a little bit of one of those awkward situations where, you know, I'm like, you, you take it. And he's like, no, 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 you take it. You know, like uh, I had one more than you or whatever, you know, and you both want it. Both of us wanted it, but we didn't want to be the one that took it. We wanted to like give it to the other person. So we're kind of like I, going back and forth and y- you'll never believe what happened. This guy, the guy that clenched the $10 bills at my house, the guy that didn't buy the fourth round of drinks, the guy that followed me around bars and waited for me to buy him drinks all night, he goes, oh, I'll have it, reaches over and eats the last one. I I visually saw myself picking him up from the table and throwing him across the restaurant. I don't think I've ever been so mad at someone in my entire life. And it, so to this day, since like the last time that he kind of burned a bridge, I don't even remember which time was the last time, but I finally got to a point where I'm just, I was done with this guy. I seen him pop up on my Facebook as a Facebook friend request, which kind of made me think of this episode. I won't accept him as a friend and I will never, I will never go out with him again. If I see him in public, I'll give him a nice high. I just, I, and I don't think that's worth it. I don't think, and I'm probably not the only person that's like that to him. He probably deals with people like this all the time. And you might be saying, oh man, like that's really unfair. I don't think it is. I think the number, like I'm actually a very given person and I'm a very forgiving person. It just, it tells myself how many times this guy had to really like make me mad for me to be at this point where I'm just so dis. I think, I think it would, it would have been very easy for anyone to say much sooner than I did that like this person's just not worth having as a friend. And I don't think it's worth it. I like, I, I just don't get that. I, I remember times where I like, I would always, if someone gave me a good service, I'm going to pay for that service. When I traveled for work and I was like in the hotel and I was eating dinner every night or having a couple drinks, it was the same bartenders month after month after month. I developed relationships with them and I tipped them for their service and they would, they would go out of their way to do things for me. And like, we actually built like friendships, you know, like I, I get it. You, you're not going to like become best friends with everyone, but at least like, you know, at least you have that mutual like agreement where they're, they're doing like, they're working hard for you and they're providing you with a service and you're tipping them. You're, you're, you know, like these people are struggling. They, I mean, when you're in a service-based industry, like I'm sure anyone listen to this that's ever worked in the service industry knows what I'm talking about. Like you, you put so much work and effort into it and you don't get paid hardly anything. You're working off of the tips. So when you, when you give someone your all like that, that, and you're not paid for it. Like that's really hurtful. I remember when I was in the service industry, I was a server for one month of my life. I used to bust tables, busting tables was hard. You know, you're kind of a, the, the, the servers make the tips and then they tip you out, but you're there to help the servers and to support them. That was, that was a hard job for me. Um, but the ser- like serving tables was the hardest job I ever had. I shouldn't say busing was hard. Busing, I kind of enjoyed that. Like just cleaning up the tables. Serving was hard because you're dealing with the customers and you're dealing with people that aren't tipping you when you do put a lot of work into it. I remember one time where a group of guys came in and they sat at the bar, but the bar wasn't really open. Like the the bar tables weren't open yet. And no one, it, it was, they were open, but they weren't assigned to a server. So 
it was open to any of the servers to pick it up, but no servers would wanted to pick that up because they knew that when the restaurant started getting busy, they were going to have a hard time dealing with like multiple tables. And so these guys just sat there and they got their drinks through the bartender, but they were waiting for someone to like serve the food. So I finally just said like, okay, I'll go get these guys. And I go and I, I start talking. The first thing they say to me is one, they want a girl. They didn't want a guy server. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm the, like, no one was picking this table up. So I'm going to, you know, I want to, I want to get you guys food. And they, they were telling me that they're going down to the game and they were in kind of a hurry. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I'll try to get the food in for you guys fast. You know, otherwise you might be waiting a little bit because, you know, the servers are all getting their tables that are actually assigned to them. I don't know what I explained to them, but I tried to tell them that like I was their only option. And so I, I served them the whole time, get their food out fast. Everything's great. They ran all their drinks to the bar. They left the bartender a $30 tip and they left me a $5 tip on the food. And I just thought like, that's so crappy. You know, like I did everything I could to like make this great for these guys, get their food, get them in, get them out. And they give me a $5 tip and, and the, sir, the bartender who basically just opened up a bunch of Miller lights for them you know, got a $30 tip and I'm not taking anything away from the bartender. You know, they work really hard too. And I, I, who knows, maybe she did make them some special drinks, whatever, but at least like make it fair, you know, like the, if you're going to get, give people tips, at least proportionate fairly based on what they're, what they were doing for you. So when I travel for work and I'm sitting in a bar and I, you know, this woman like this serves me all the time, she's giving me good service and we're becoming friends. I remember there was a time where she started telling me how she's just struggling to get her bathroom remodeled and how she really wanted to like do something, you know, like put in some new flooring. And I'm thinking at the time, like, I think I had just got done flipping a house and I mean, we flew through all this kind of stuff and I'm just like empathizing with this woman that's trying, like she's struggling. And again, I know how hard bartenders work. So I left her a hundred dollar tip and I don't regret that. Like, I'm so glad that I did that at that point in time. Like, could I have put that hundred dollars in my savings? Yeah, maybe, but I'm, I'm so much like happier that I did that. There was another time where I saw a, a kid busting tables. He had down syndrome, but it reminded me of the days that I was busting tables and I saw how hard he was working. And, you know, like I said, the servers are the ones that tip out to the bus boys. Usually the bus boys don't get the tips directly from a customer. They're, you know, they're, the customers never say thank you to the bus boys. You know, you're, you're thanking your servers and the servers are tipping out. And so I thought, well, how cool would it be if I just pull this guy aside and, and tell him like, you know, he's working really hard and then give him a tip. I gave him a hundred dollar tip. And again, I don't regret, like I'm bragging about that now. I actually like, I'm, I want to tell the world about that because I'm so happy that I did that. I'm so happy I wasn't cheap and not like there's been points in my life where I, I, struggle for money. You know, like if you listen to any of my past episodes, I left my career and opened up a gym and three months later it was shut down. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line here. And I don't, I, there's never a day where I'm like, Oh man, I like, I wish I would have saved that hundred bucks or I wish I wouldn't have bought those people drinks in the restaurant. Or I wish I didn't tip every single person that's ever served me drinks or foods at least 20%. Like I never say any of that because I'm happy I did all that stuff. And, and this really is me bragging. I want people to be the same. I, I think people should be a lot more giving and live their life a little looser when you're so tight and you're hung up on money. I think it really costs you. And for that guy, like, I'm not going to say like, I'm a great person to be friends with, but 
whatever I could have added to his life in any regard will never happen now because I'll never talk to that guy again in my life. I just don't want to be friends with people that are like that. It's not worth it to me. I, I want to be with people that walk in, give me the 10 bucks and have a good night. And we're, we're all having fun together. We all pitched in and it was equal, right? And if, if you don't, like, if you're not a person that, I, here's a great example. Like I, when I go on, I, I, well, I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was in the corporate world and people wanted to meet downtown and have lunches and like, you know, whatever, just catching up. And my buddy works at this, you know, business and we're going to meet in market square and have lunch. I would actually start saying like, let's just, let's not pay for each other's meals because I could never remember. And I would tell them that I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'm having lunch with different people all the time. I can't remember who paid last. And I don't ever want to get in a situation where like I'm not paying for the meals or, you know, I'm paying for all the meals, whatever. So I used to tell people like, let's just not pay for each other. Let's just cover each other's. And uh, I don't think of that as being cheap. And honestly, like if you don't like that game where you're like buying rounds for it, then just don't have someone buy rounds for you. Just tell them like, I'd rather just buy my own drinks because I can never remember like if I owe you this or who owes what. It's probably a better way to articulate it than that. But don't don't be a receiver and then never a giver. And I think that like just giving a couple extra bucks here and there will take you a lot further in life and will get you a lot more rewarding experiences and way more than ever like shortcutting people, especially if those people are your friends and especially if those people are providing you with a really good service. That's it. Boom. I'm out.